0: This episode of The Ziggler Show is sponsored in part by Braintree. If you're looking to set up payments for your business, Braintree gives your app or website a payment solution that accepts just about every payment method with one simple integration. Plus, they'll give you your first $50,000 in transactions fees free. To learn more, visit braintreepayments.com slash
1: Ziggler. around the concept that you can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. Well, remember, you were born to win. But in order to be the winner you were born to be, you got to plan to win, you got to prepare to win, and then, and only then, can you legitimately expect to win. You see, with integrity, you do the right thing. When you do the right thing, there's no guilt. With integrity, you have nothing to fear because you have nothing to hide, See, folks, failure is an event. It's not a person. Yesterday really did end last night. Today is a brand new day, and it's yours.
0: Friends, welcome to The Ziggler Show. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and it is my unique privilege to bring today's profound message to you. The Ziggler Show is founded on what Zig Ziggler, the world's most prolific motivator, devoted his life to, inspiring your true performance you can have the best tools uh, resources and even opportunity but unless you are truly inspired you'll be hopeful but remain where you are what is the definition of inspired listen to this to influence or animate with an idea or purpose Did you hear that? Animate with a purpose. If you want to take action, you have to know and be motivated by true purpose. That's deep, folks, and it is why you are here. Let's dig in and change your world so you can change this world. We need all you've got to offer desperately. Folks, today I bring you show number 348, and the title is, How Have You Been Programmed? And it comes from a talk Zig gave regarding the power of words. His take on it will give you pause, and as you'll hear me get into, I think some fear and conviction and inspire the fire out of you. Actually, no, it'll hopefully inspire some fire into you. So as we uh, head into the holiday time, I mean, I'm thinking about gifts and blessing my family. And Christmas time is such a huge foundational time for my family of nine. I mean, we come together with traditions and love and it's, it's really become a backbone of our family ties. And this show has me dwelling on uh, the reality that there's no greater blessing I can give than encouraging and lifting uh, and giving them life-giving words. But on the same account, I'm thinking also of myself and how much I have been impacted for good and bad by others' words. And for the sake of this show, we're going to be talking about how we have all been, to some degree, limited by words, all of us, even with positive words. Yeah, you, you heard me right, and we'll talk more about that. Speaking of Christmas, I've been saying for a handful of shows now that we've come to you with one of the best Ziegler Christmas offerings ever. Uh, first off, it's because it's it's a gift. These are gifts that will change lives for the better. I mean, whether your own or someone you love and care about. So this is your chance to be a hero to them in their life, to give a gift that outshines anything else because it's a gift that says, I care about you enough to invest in your life. I believe in you. I'm here to make you great. So here it is. And it's literally the best savings Ziegler has ever offered on their best resources, so all you do is check this out, grab your phone and text ZIGGLER Z I G L A R to this number 38470. Okay? You'll get the special Christmas deal link almost immediately. So type in right now, type in this number 38470. Then in the text message simply type in Ziggler, Z-I-G-L-A-R, and hit send. Boom. You'll get the link. It'll also give you the chance to sign up for our newsletter if you're not not already on there and uh, receive five free gifts with that newsletter uh, registration, which includes Zig's little book of big quotes, which is just awesome. Everybody should have it. All right. I now have 15 minutes of Zig on stage coming up for you. Just before the clip, I want to recognize Mile IQ as an honored supporter of The Ziggler Show. If you drive at all, are self-employed, an independent contractor, or your employer reimburses or helps subsidize your travel expenses, this is for you. If you're not using Mile IQ, it's almost guaranteed you're throwing away money. Mile IQ automatically tracks and logs your miles, making sure that every dollar is accounted for, leaving you to focus on what's important. So try Mile IQ for free today by texting Zig, Z I G, to this number, 31996. That's Zig, Z I G, to this number, 31996. All right, folks, here then is 15 Minutes
1: of Awesome Zig. I'd like to talk about the power of the spoken word. Because, you see, the spoken word has the power to influence in an unbelievable manner and degree. Years ago, somebody said one picture's worth a thousand words or ten thousand words. I'm here to tell you that that individual had never really read the Declaration of Independence or the Bill of Rights. Did not read Lincoln's Gettysburg Address or the 23rd Psalm or prayed the Lord's Prayer. See, those are words. They're, they're just words. But they're words that can impact, have impacted literally millions and millions and millions of people. Words can make you break out in hilarious laughter. You've heard it uh, 101 different times. And as a matter of fact, I'm reading a, something here called Anguished English. Socrates was a famous Greek teacher who went around giving people advice. They killed him. Socrates died from an overdose of wedlock. (laughs) After his death, his career suffered a dramatic decline. Now, you know, (laughs) when you read something like that, you you can't help but get tickled. David was a Hebrew king, skilled at playing the lyre. He fought with the Finkelsteins, a race of people who lived in biblical times. Solomon, one of David's sons, had 300 wives and 700 porcupines. Now, when you, <laughs> <laughs> now, when you read something like that, as I say, uh, it does have an impact, an influence on your thinking. Charles Osgood uh, said that compared to the spoken word, a picture is a pitiful thing indeed. You think about these words. Patrick Henry said, Give me liberty or give me death, and a nation united and fought for their independence. Lincoln said fourscore and seven years ago, and a nation was reunited. Churchill said there will always be an England, and the country was lifted by its bootstraps. FDR said the only thing we have to fear is fear itself, and the Depression era got a glimpse of hope. Martin Luther King said, I have a dream, and because of it, many people dream today who did not dream before. Rosa Parks said, my feet hurt, and because of those few words, an entire people stood up and marched forward. The words can be so enormously important. Many, many years ago, I told a beautiful young girl, I love you. A few weeks later, she said to me, I love you. Two and a half years later, the preacher said, I now pronounce you man and wife. A little over two years later, the doctor said, it's a girl, Mr. Ziegler. Now, you know, when you, when you think about words like that, those are words that can lift you up. A youngster in California school really had all kinds of problems, came from a dysfunctional family, was failing in everything, and they put computers in there, and he had a knack for computers. And all of a sudden, he started improving in every area of life, and his grades dramatically got better. And somebody asked him, you know, what has happened? And he said, well, he said, my computer calls me Clarence. My classmates call me stupid, You see, the difference in uh, the words can make a difference. Dr. Les Carter at the world-famous Menrith Meyer Clinic talked about the impact of words. I was concerned about this. And I said, is there a correlation between uh, violent language and violence itself? And here is what Dr. Carter said. I have never worked with an abuse situation that didn't follow a pattern of verbal abuse before physical abuse. Additionally, the more one cusses, the less sensitive to the nature of their own behavior they become. The Bible says, Thou shalt not curse a deaf man. Why not? They can't hear. It's obviously because of the damage it does to you. Acid destroys the vessel in which it is stored, and that's important. The way people talk is the best indication of how they think. The most powerful instrument for influencing a person's thought process is the language you use on them and they use on themselves. That's the reason I always use so much adult language, like dedication, responsibility, commitment. Discipline, things like that. A lot of four letter words like good and best and real and fair and hope and love. And uh, got to confess, every once in a while I slip the F word in on folks because I believe that faith is enormously important. The language we use can have a substantial impact on a person's life. The language we use on ourselves can have an even greater impact on a person's life. Again, the most important opinion you have is the opinion you have of yourself. Now, I'm not talking about a super inflated ego. You know, uh, conceits that weird disease that makes everybody sick except the person who has it. That is not (laughs) what I'm talking about. Like some wit said, uh, it's kind of like the rooster who thinks the sun comes up so that it's time for him to crow. And there are a lot of people just that way. How powerful can words be? A few years ago, I was speaking in Marion, Indiana. It was a four-hour seminar. I did it on Tuesday night. When I got home on the weekend, I had a letter from a lady who was there. And she said, Mr. Ziegler, I was there. ...on Tuesday night. I'd just gotten back from Colorado on a rafting trip. It's one of the most magnificent experiences of my life. It was really wonderful. We would raft down the river and as the sun was beginning to set, we would pull off to a flat spot. We would build our campfire. We would cook our dinner. And then she said we would go up a few hundred more feet so we could get a, a better view. And she said, the rarefied air up there and the clarity we could look at the stars and the moon, it was incredibly. And when I looked at the magnificent universe and then the next morning we'd get up and go down to the streams and the wildlife would be coming uh, there to take their morning drink. She said, the whole thing was so awesome uh, that I thought of myself as being absolutely nothing and contemplated suicide. And she said, that evening, on Tuesday evening, uh, you quoted St. Augustine, uh, who many years ago, and I paraphrase him, 399 A.D., he said, man travels hundreds of miles to gaze at the broad expanse of the ocean. He looks with awe at the heavens above. He stares in wonderment at the fields and the mountains and the rivers and the streams. And then he passes himself by without a thought. God's most amazing creation. And she said, when you quoted St. Augustine, I realized what I was. When man looks at himself and what's important, with this pair of glasses you're being fitted with, you see they will also reverse themselves And they will look inside and let you see some of the things that you're going to be astonished at what is already there. And I think that's important. The power of the Word truly is awesome. We had a young man named Samuel Akwasi Sarpong who came to our three-day Born to Win seminar here in Dallas. He's from Ghana, the Ashanti tribe. Now, the Ashanti tribe, which is by far the largest tribe in Ghana has the practice of naming their children based on the day of the week on which they're born. Now, they have a given name and a last name. The middle name is their Ashanti name. His Ashanti name is Akwasi. And Akwasi in his language means godly, gentle, peace-loving, and kind. By coincidence, the young man is a Christian minister. The babies who are born on Wednesday are named Kwaku. Now, Kwaku means mean, violent, aggressive, quick-tempered. In the nation of Ghana, over 50% of all of the crime committed is committed by those who are born on Wednesday. You see, names, words, language are extraordinarily important. Wendell Johnson wrote a book entitled People in Quandaries. It's based on studies done on uh, reservations in America. They started with two reservations and noticed something rather peculiar and then expanded it to many other reservations. They discovered there was not a single full-blooded Indian raised on the reservation and taught the Indian languages and dialects, not a one of them, stuttered. Now, they checked the languages and the dialects, and then they understood why none of them stuttered. It was because in none of the Indian languages or dialects was there a word for stutter. And if there's no word for stutter, how are you going to (laughs) stutter? You see, there are no instructions. Instructions. There's no picture. You see, words paint pictures. And then we go to work to complete those pictures. Bill Glass says that 90% of the people who are incarcerated in our prisons today were repeatedly told by their parents, one of these days you're going to end up in jail. Jim Sundberg's a friend of mine. Former Golden Gloves catcher in the major leagues. Jim Sundberg was doing a prison crusade with Bill Glass one day, and they were just, during one of the breaks, they were just kind of standing aside talking, and you know, Jim Sundberg said, Bill, when I was a youngster, over and over, my dad kept saying to me, you keep Throwing that ball like that, son, you'll be a major leaguer someday. You keep hustling like that and someday you'll be a major leaguer. You keep swinging the bat that way, one of these days you're going to be a major leaguer. He said, it was planted in my mind early on. He said, I am exactly where my dad told me I was going to be. A prisoner was standing close by and he softly shook his head and said, Well, you know, same thing happened to me. I'm exactly where my dad told me I was going to be. The power of the Word is absolutely incredible. And yet so much of the input is negative. What do we say to our kids? We call them the terrible twos when they're really the terrific twos. Tremendous threes, fantastic fours, fabulous fives, sensational sixes. I mean, you go right down the list. And yet how many times do we hear somebody say, you never do anything right. You're always late. You never look nice. You're just plain dumb. You'll never amount to anything. You're just like your father. I mean, we hear that sort of stuff when we really need the good, the clean, the pure, the powerful, the positive in there every day. I was in Atlanta in my office over there many years ago. A young man came in, three beautiful little stair-step girls. and introduced him, this is the one that won't eat. This is the one that won't mind a mother. This is the one who cries all the time. Not realizing he was giving them very specific instructions. I was up in Nashville on the way down to the gate to catch a plane. I passed a mother and her, oh, I guess, three-year-old child. And, you know, since Adam and Eve, there has never been a child who walked at exactly the pace the parrot wanted them to walk. <laughs> well, this little guy was kind of dragging his heels, and uh, the mother turned to him and said, Come on, stupid, we're going to miss the plane. I was in a cafeteria in Dallas, and a little girl was crying. A the grandmother-type the lady bent over and said, What's the matter, honey? And her dad spoke up and said, she's mean. That's what, she does. plain mean. I was in, uh, out in Stockton, California. I was doing my jog. I ran past a grandmother and her little granddaughter about five, six years old. Beautiful little girl. Well, well, I'll tell you just how pretty she was. She compares favorably to my own grandchildren. Now, <laughs> if, if, if that doesn't say something, I don't know, uh, I don't know what was. And as I ran past them, the only thing I heard was these words. They'll put you in jail for that. Can you imagine? Now, had I the opportunity to talk with that man in Atlanta, the man in Dallas, the mother up in Nashville, the grandmother in Stockton... I would say to them, if you want to destroy their self-image, if you want to discourage them, if you want to consign them to the failure heaps in life, if you want to give them higher uh, hills to climb, you keep on doing exactly what you are doing. And the same rule applies between husband and wife and employer and employee. As you undoubtedly have already noticed, I put it all together personal life, family life, and business life, your physical, your mental, and your spiritual because you're a complete human being, not just part of a human being. And the sad thing is that there are so many people who are even unaware of what they're doing. You know, it's just gotten to be a habit, and if they were to keep an open recorder going in their house and listen at the end of the day to some of the things they're saying, they would be absolutely astonished.
0: So that message from Zig should give you more than mere food for thought. But if you're like me, some fear and conviction, as I mentioned before, fear of what negative words you may have given others and conviction to be intentional about building people up with your words, but also fear of what negative or confining words you've been given over your lifetime that you've allowed to shape and limit you. And as always, I'm speaking to myself here. So this is what we're going to dig into now. A really cool sponsor of today's Ziegler show is Earth Class Mail. It's crazy that we've moved everything we do for business over to the digital world, but still need to pick up, sort, and manage physical mail. With Earth Class Mail, you can get all of your mail scanned and accessible online 24-7. You can search your mail, send invoices over to your accounting software, sync important documents into cloud storage, deposit checks, and really just make running your business and life a whole lot easier. You get a real professional address to share publicly with customers, business partners, and investors. You'll never need to worry about someone showing up at your front door if you run your business from home. And Earth Class Mail is a revolutionary solution for businesses and independent entrepreneurs of all types. So visit earthclassmail.com slash ziggler and you'll get your first month of service free when you sign up. That's earthclassmail.com slash ziggler. So zig cites the statement, a picture is worth a thousand words. Which of course, I mean that's true. I mean, as a marketing and communication professional, I adore words. I mean, recently my dad's friend, Michael Hyatt posted on Instagram, a quote by Pat Conroy that says writing is the only way I have to explain my own life to myself. I mean, I I love that. I mean, that is me to a T, but out in the marketplace, I'm I'm keenly aware that, you know, in order to get people to read my words, I must entice them in visually and graphically. A picture says a thousand words and leads you into where you'll accept the most important spoken or written words. I mean, that's just business and marketplace today. So pictures convey ideals and feelings. I mean, a picture can convey and communicate beauty, but, and here's our point for today, it can't tell you you're beautiful. It can't tell you you're smart or strong or worthy or loved. That comes from a human spoken or written word. So words build up and break down more effectively than any other tool. I mean, you today and me too are thriving from or striving to survive in spite of words, primarily words from those that you respect and those, you know, intimately. And I add that last part because there are people close to us in our lives who we may not ultimately respect, but you know, they have a lot of context with us enough so that what they say Does matter. I mean, think of someone who has hurt or angered you with their words. It wouldn't bother you at all if it didn't matter. Again, you may not respect them, but it matters. There's some intimacy and it does matter. There's some weight. So sometimes for you just to think about as you think about those people who may have hurt you or limited you with their words. So Zig cites uh, or shares about Dr. Carter, who said in the clip, "I have never worked with an abuse situation that didn't uh, didn't follow a pattern of verbal abuse before physical abuse." Additionally, he says, "The more one cusses, the less sensitive to the nature of their own behavior." They become. So, to the first of what Dr. Carter said, I immediately thought of my own marriage. I mean, I am deeply in love after 23 years with my wife, but I'll admittedly tell you our marriage is anything but smooth sailing. I mean, we're both pretty hard driving, strong willed people. We have high highs and low lows. And my greatest relational conflict in my life has been with my wife. Uh, So in regards to this statement, I had to agree. Now, we've never physically abused each other, of course, but any significant conflict that we've entered into has come after a cascade of words, you know, defensive words. And I was thinking, you know, confused words, ill thought out words, selfish words, you know, Uh, again, it just rings true that so many bad circumstances are instigated by words that's zig's points point today the power of words Uh, now to what dr carter says about cussing I, i don't think the point is to finagle about you know curse words in and of themselves so much as the spirit behind them and i was interested in what zig referenced from the bible where he says thou shalt thou shall not curse a deaf man and zig says well you know the deaf person doesn't hear so it's obviously because of the danger it does to us so i had to look this up and it was out of leviticus 1914 and it says you shall not curse the deaf nor put a stumbling block before the blind but shall fear your god now okay admittedly zig might have taken this a bit out of context but it was brilliantly worth it i mean again don't get caught up in in cursing it's not the letter of the law so much as the spirit when we speak harshly to others or even ourselves it erodes our own peace and wellness. So again, just incredible uh, anchors to look at here and to ponder. So next in Zig's message, he mentions that he works to speak adult language is what he calls it, the language of maturity and health. So he says words like dedication, responsibility, commitment, discipline, and four-letter words like good Best, real, fair, hope, love, and even the F word, faith. So, in listening to this, it called me back toward Eleanor Roosevelt's quote that convicted me a long time ago. And it was this great minds discuss ideas, average minds discuss events, small minds discuss people. You know, I've had a chip on my shoulder for a long time in regards to that quote. About People Magazine. I mean, come on. That's all they do is talk about people that nobody knows. They're, they're celebrities. Most of them are are famous for you know being good pretenders. And so I've had to chip on my shoulder ever since. At this revolutionary medical practice that I'm involved with here in Colorado, I literally had People Magazine removed from the offices and replaced with things like, you know, outdoor magazine and runner's magazine, skiing magazines, National Geographic, nutritional health books. Get it, get it out of there. But in regards to to Zig's powerful words, think about, think about this, okay? Years ago, somebody came out with uh, Wordle. You probably heard about it, which is described as a toy for generating word clouds from text that you provide. So the clouds give greater prominence to the words that appear more frequently in the source text, right? So I've used these, this Wordle type thing. In events and even with my family, I've taken blogs and articles that I've written and input them into this Wordle to see what prominent words you know came to the surface. I mean, it's really interesting. You can take any text you can cut and paste in and see what what does rise to the surface. And I've wondered what would rise if I took my personal journal, uh, which I can't put it in there because I actually handwrite it. But what would come to the top in my personal journal that I'm writing about? But for this topic here. What about if all that we spoke in a given day or week were input into this thing? What words would rise to the surface? And and really more, just as important, what words would not that we wish would, but would they be positive or negative, you know, hopeful or despairing, uplifting or degrading? Uh, Would Zig's words be in there at all? And again, those real quick, I'm going to run through them. Dedication. And this this wasn't comprehensive. That's the ones he threw out on stage there, but they're strong. Dedication, responsibility, commitment, discipline, good, best, real, fair, hope, love, faith. If not, if not, if those are not words you would find in your Wordle, prominent in your speaking, maybe these are words to write out and start finding opportunity or making opportunity to start speaking. Speaking the words of a great mind. Okay, back to that Back to that quote from uh, Eleanor Roosevelt. You know, great minds discuss ideas. Average minds discuss events. Small minds discuss people. Well, in this, can we say great minds speak powerful words, words of building, words of positivity. You know, average minds discuss, you know, whatever, mediocre words. And of course, small minds discuss negative words words. Okay. So we're going to remake Eleanor's quote there. I think it's totally relevant to what Zig is talking about in this context here. Hey, before Zig's, uh, next point, uh, I'm sitting here today in my page, P A I G E denim Normandy, Japanese twill pants that I received from trunk club. So a personal stylist that was assigned to me chose them based on my tastes And sent them to me in different colors. So the first shipment ended up being the wrong size. So I took the included UPS sticker, sent them right back at no cost to me. They then sent the next size or the right size to me. And boom, a half day of shopping and frustration was cut down to mere minutes, literally. And folks, I'm an admitted cheapskate. These pants that I'm sitting in cost more than I have ever paid for a pair of pants. But you add in my valuable time, gas, expense, and just frustration, but also uh, an admitted truth that I've never had a pair of pants so comfortable, literally whatever Japanese twill is. It's excellent. I have no idea, but it's, I mean, it's stylish. My wife thinks they look hot. That's literally what she said. Uh, They're comfy. Somehow it's stretchy and check this out. This is a, a real story. The first night I wore them probably at ah, three weeks ago or so was to a dinner with a bunch of folks, five minutes in and a guy knocked an entire glass of wine into my lap. Well, so I wore them for the rest of the night then threw them in a heap later that night, forgot about them for a week. No joke. Uh, we looked up how to get out wine stains and followed it. And somehow with vinegar and you know, honestly, the truth is I paid one of my daughters to do it. But the point is, the stains came totally out and I was not expecting that. So right now, Trunk Club's entire styling service is free. The shipping is also free. You only pay for the clothes you keep. So take advantage by going now to trunkclub.com/zigler. Hey, okay, that's trunkclub.com/zigler. You get a trunk filled with clothes you'll love wearing now this quote from zig if you've been listening long you've heard it before he says the most important opinion you have is the opinion of yourself and the quote he gave from saint augustine is just tremendous men go abroad to wonder at the heights of mountains at the huge waves of the sea at the long courses of the rivers at the vast compass of the ocean at the circular motions of the stars, and they pass by themselves without a thought. And Zig adds, God's most amazing creation. means you, me. Now again, folks, this is not narcissistic. It's not saying, hey, I'm just all that, man. I'm the stuff. But it is recognizing that you are endowed with greatness. And it's recognizing that. I mean, being humble but not weak Being gracious and lifting others above yourself, but also recognizing your glory. I mean, check this out: if you were going to hire a coach or a consultant, okay, that's the world I've been in for as long as I can remember. And you went to their website, and one of them said, "You know what? I'm pretty good. I've had some successes here and there, but you know, I just do the best that I can." Okay, that's one. Now you go to the other guy's website, Gal's website, and and it says, "You know what? In my area of expertise, I have a proven track record of success." It's my passion. I've devoted myself to mastering it and I can help you. I mean, of course you would go to the latter, right? So how do you communicate yourself to others? I mean, I've really taken this to heart. Okay. I've had this teaching over time. So I'll, on one hand, I'll readily poke fun at and admit my weak areas. And there's a lot. I mean, the truthfully is. Okay. But I also have some staunch areas where I flat out know I'm good. Great. Even. So who would it serve for me to downplay and minimize this? I would not be here on this show today if I minimize some areas where I am strong. I mean, this is something significant to grapple with personally, folks. I mean, it truly is. I mean, you must, in humility, state and walk in your competency and glory. I mean, that's an entire podcast in and of itself. And it's a thread that we've come back to, you know, as we talk. I think I think in the last show, I talked about it with Tom Ziegler. And it was that story of him sitting around my, camp, my, my fire at my house up here in the mountains. And we were talking about his dad and what stood out. And he says, and one of the points that came out that we talked about before is he said, his dad was amazing because he was a broken man, broken in his faith and as of the God that he could never, you know, he's always going to fall short of the glory of God. So he's a broken guy. And yet we all also know him as the guy who would get up on stage and stand in his strengths. I mean, it was beautiful. It's made him what it made him today. How can we be more like that ourselves? All right. So this story Zig shared next. I, holy moly. I mean, I had never heard this one and it makes complete sense, but it's just mind blowing in the reality of it. Okay. It's a story he's told just a minute ago of the African tribe where the people were named according to the day of the week they were born. Those born on Wednesday, and I can't even remember what, what he said on Monday, you know, it was something positive, but those who were born on Wednesday, Wednesday uh, was after, you know, those who were mean, uh, quick tempered and such 50% of the crimes committed in that area, that country were from those born on Wednesday. I mean, come on. I mean, so it's, we're stating there at this bold face that it's not because of their actual nature. It wasn't some supernatural galactic coincidence that people, gosh, it just so happens the people born on Wednesdays, you know, are the ones who are mean and quick tempered and, and commit crimes They said that. They were labeled that. That was a labeled nature, not an actual nature. I mean, show, the Ziggler show in number uh, 339, title of it was, You Are What You're Told You Are. I mean, how much of what you are today is what you naturally are as unto God, your little, true, unadulterated nature, and how much is pre-programmed from labels that we received all our lives, especially early on. I mean, folks, I think the truth is that we have no idea. None of us do. I mean, being fully who we are 100% naturally is like hoping a, a kid today can be born without pesticides and chemicals already in them. It's impossible. And for some people, this could be, this right here, could be one of the most profound revelations and realizations they will ever have or will ever hear. I mean, chances are 99% that, that you today, right now, are living in and under some labels and perceptions that are not true to who you really are. They were artificially applied by others and circumstances and they've stuck and I'm not talking just about bad things. Okay. I'm really, and this is what's, this is significant. I mean, folks, I had, I had a wonderful second to none childhood. I mean, I spent so much time on these podcasts testifying to my parents. Okay, and uh, they were better than any I've ever experienced. Literally, they gave me support and encouragement, and roots and wings and opportunity and faith. I mean, everything that, everything that, in my best maturity and intellect, I would want to give my child. Okay, and it, and it really made me, to some degrees, feel like Superman. And you know what? That's a limiting label. I mean, it's ridiculous, but it's true. I mean, I thought I was Superman. I was pretty darn arrogant. Uh, I had two women I highly respected in my youth that called me that to a significant degree, uh, arrogant. I couldn't handle weakness. And since I'm not actually Superman, I am weak. I have weakness in me, but I'm not well able to accommodate my own faults nor those of others. Reminded me of a story that apparently was said by Muhammad Ali, and it was uh, this. Just before takeoff on an airplane flight, the stewardess reminded Ali to fasten his seatbelt. He said, Superman don't need no seatbelt. And she said, well, Superman don't need no airplane either. Buckle your seatbelt. You know, I mean, okay, so you get the point. But I mean, the, any label, even a positive one, can sometimes be debilitating or limiting or confining. I mean, as a parent, I, I greatly fear this. To, to be honest. I mean, I want to encourage my kids, of course. I'm not going to tell them negative stuff. I'm going to tell them positive stuff. So if they run a race, which we've been doing a lot of running races lately and win, I mean, do I applaud them for winning and inspire them to win? Absolutely. I want them to progress. I mean, how could I not? But I, but on this note, I mean, I try to applaud them for doing their best. That's literally what I intentionally talk about. I just want you to do your best. I want to, I want to see you do hard and I'll give them rewards for Uh, them just trying their hardest, regardless of, of them winning or not. Literally, that's my rally to get them to work hard and do their best. But I I am absolutely to the best of my knowledge and intellect and love and intent going to cause my kids some problems with my words and perspectives that I am giving to them. I mean, it's impossible not to my best defense is making them aware of that. Having these kind of conversations with them now saying, look, I'm your dad. I'm just a guy. I'm doing my best. I'm going to cause you problems. I'm going to lift you and, ho- and hopefully be awesome, but I'm going to cause you some problems. I mean, I can't not, I am, I'm just a guy. I mean, the overall point here though, is that it's impossible to come away scot-free from labels that, uh, that, that won't, you know, confine us or they're going to limit us in some way. They will limit us to, to underperforming or overperforming. I mean, it's impossible to get through your upbringing without this reality, whether from you know, parents or siblings or teachers, pastors, bosses, coworkers, and, and later spouses and you know, friends. I mean, any number of influences. So today we have the responsibility and opportunity to do our best to divest ourselves of unreasonable, unfair, unattainable labels, confining labels, words, powerful words. And we have the responsibility and opportunity to give others roots and wings of words and help save them from hurtful, limiting, degrading, demoralizing, confining words. And again, I I maximize that confining because even some positive things, oh, Johnny, he's the smart one. Oh, he's the athletic one. Oh, she's the pretty one. That sounds good, isn't it? But man, that becomes, that was my wife's testimony too. She got a lot of positivity, positive words about being the pretty one, being the talented one, the dancer. And so that became her, her only self-image. Well, it's again, it's not that they shouldn't have given her that, but we need to, we need to round that out and not confine people to those, even those positive words. I mean, it's enough to make me almost afraid to speak, you know, I mean, to a degree you almost feel like that. But again, we just got to take it captive. What has been planted in your mind? So remember Zig's stories that he told. I won't retell them there, but of the of the kid whose parents said, "You know, you're you're going to end up in prison," and he did. Or the one that said, "Oh my gosh, throwing like that, or acting, you know, performing like that, you're going to end up in a, as a major leaguer, baseball," and he did. Both became what they were labeled as. So what's been planted in your mind? I think that's again we're talking about uh, planting goodness in others, but for your own well-being and your own ability to bless others, what has been planted in your mind that may be limiting you, that may be having you lead an, an, an inauthentic life, okay? Unauthentic, inauthentic, whichever one that is. You know what I mean? Not an authentic life. And I don't mean overall. It may be just in an area of your life, okay? That's only for you to know, to figure out. And I wish I had a perfect resource for you. But folks, this is all daunting, It is, I mean, what's the best strategy for figuring this out and for walking this out, and especially in relating to others and giving them those powerfully good words and good perspectives. I think it's where Zig ends off in this message, focusing on and filling yourself with the good, the clean, the pure, the positive, that that builds you. I mean, you can't be perfect, but you can daily be perfecting, right? This is the point. Let's get reality on the table and know that we have been given some things that have not made us whole, that have helped us be a a little unwhole, maybe a lot, maybe a little, a little unhealthy, maybe a lot unhealthy, but we can be working daily, making daily deposits, changing our habits to be perfecting ourselves the best that we can. And for today's show, let's take captive the power of words. Those that have been given to us, that are being given to us even today, and those we have given and give to others today. Folks, thank you for spending this time with me. I look forward to being back with you in the next Ziggler Show.